Hey guys, and welcome back to The Truth For Youth with Micah Murphy. Uh, I am on a new sound system today, so hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully I'll run this thing smoothly, so if there's some hiccups in the sound, just bear with me as I'm learning a little bit of a new system and new microphone setup. So uh, I got to go in today, guys. Look, something that I think about often as I work with teenagers, as I work with young people, is if I could share something that I wish I knew when I was you know, middle school, high school, young adult, heck, even maybe like 10 years ago, you know, what would that be? Because part of what I want to do is bring value. What can I do from my experience, from my knowledge, from my wisdom? What can I do that can help someone else benefit? Um, and so as I think about those things, something I heard this past week kind of just resonated with me. It was this concept of unanswered prayers. And, you know, that's kind of one of those words that gets, you know, thrown around a lot. And I even say it at times, but I don't really believe that there are unanswered prayers. What I believe it is, is either A, God hasn't answered it yet because the timing is not right, or B, it got answered. It just didn't get answered the way we wanted it to get answered. And so then we feel like, oh, God didn't answer my prayers. Well, he may have answered your prayers. It just wasn't the outcome. It wasn't the answer that we were hoping for. Um, so again, let's talk about this concept because I know if I understood this better when I was younger, that it would have relieved a lot of anxiety it would have reduced stress levels. It would have given me more peace of mind and more confidence just to live life according to, you know, the way God wanted me to live. So uh, let's take it back to when I was younger, okay? When I was little, like as a little kid, I remember obviously praying for things that Obviously, when you're praying for things when you're little, most of those things, not everything, obviously, there's some there's some good prayers by little kids, but most of those things were kind of like, you know, genie in the bottle type, hey, grant me these three wishes, God, I really want this, so please grant me this wish. And look, that that's obviously just, you know, lack of knowledge and education and just, you know, being a kid, right? But as I get older, when I get to middle school and, and even high school and college and beyond, those prayers are still kind of those items that I was wanting or hoping for. But now it's not so much of the wish list. I mean, it kind of still is. But in my um, advanced thinking, right, like I could justify that a little bit more. So now it's the wish, it's the hope, it's God, please answer this because of ABC. Right now I have the rationalization behind it to convince God, right? Because God needs convinced that I know what I'm talking about. Or maybe I'm trying to convince myself. And I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, there's been a point in your life where you are actually trying to convince yourself about something that you're wanting. You're battling with maybe what your flesh or what your selfish, you know, inner wants versus what your maybe your spirit inside wants. So, how do you go about this? Like, what what can you learn from this? What did I learn through these experiences? Um, 
Well, let's go back to kind of this idea of of praying selfish prayers. Um, obviously, not not all prayers are selfish, and obviously, not all selfish prayers are bad. Okay, so I want that to be said too. Don't don't think that because you ask for something that you want and that that's being selfish that that's a bad thing. I, I do believe. Again, this is my opinion. I do believe that you can still be selfish to some extent and it not be wrong, it not be disobedient, it not being a sin. But then there are times when it is maybe being disobedient or it is, you know, uh, actual sin because we are putting something that we're desiring or that selfishness above God or above our obedience to Him. Uh, let's use the example of shoes, okay? Uh, let's say that there's this really nice pair of shoes, you know, $150 pair of shoes that you really want, okay? The shoes themselves, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not evil, right? It's not a sin. It's not a sin to want those shoes. It's not a sin to have those shoes. You just want those shoes. And you've worked, you know, your job, whether it be a summer job or your current job, you did whatever to earn that money. Or maybe it was gift money. Maybe your parents had given you birthday money or or graduation money, or it was some kind of gift, okay? You take that money and you buy those shoes because you wanted them. Nothing wrong with that. Now, let's take the same shoes, okay? You're the same person, same shoes. However, this is the current situation. You don't really have the $150, you owe your parents money because maybe they loaned you some money and you said you'd pay them back. Or maybe you have some friends that you borrowed money from that you owe them money. Or let's say that you have worked and earned money, but you never tithed that money. Now, I'm, gonna get, I'm not going to get too deep into tithing. I'll, I'll save that for another podcast. But tithing is essentially giving back a percentage of what you have earned. You're just giving it back to God. It's not necessarily to a specific church or a cause. It's just kind of giving that back to God. Um, and typically, that's 10%. So let's say that you knew you're supposed to be tithing, but you have not been tithing, and all you have is $150. Now, you go and buy those shoes. When you either owed your money to your parents, you owed your money to people, friends that you borrowed it from, or you haven't tithed and you technically owe that money. You don't really owe that money, but you should uh, give that money back to God or part of that money back to God, which would not leave you enough money to buy the shoes. Now, we take that situation. Now, that selfishness becomes wrong. Because now you're doing something selfishly that you should not have been doing because you owed that to somebody else or you should have given that to God. All right, so now we see that same, that same situation, that same pair of shoes, one being good, one being bad. So it's not so much the item as much as it is the context. So I hope you're understanding that. What is the context around the situation, the selfish desire, the selfish want. So I don't want this to be a a podcast about selfishness. I just want you to understand it's okay. There's times when we're going to pray a selfish prayer. Okay, what makes that selfish prayer quote-unquote wrong or a sin is when we're doing it to disobey God, to disobey someone else, or we're putting ourselves above a higher priority which, you know, above God, obviously, would be a sin. So 
Let's look at it from a standpoint of that. Like, what is the selfish prayer that you're praying? And again, it's not all prayers are selfish, but if we're praying a selfish prayer, what is the context? Um, and then let's look at it from the from a little bit bigger, okay? Because I know, let's say middle school, high school, there's something that you want. And and for me, I remember vividly there being some girls that I was hoping and praying that God would allow to be my girlfriend. Because hey, I knew that that was the perfect match, right? She was the perfect girl. And I knew that, you know, we would live happily ever after, right? Because I had just made it up in my mind, like that was the perfect scenario. That was the perfect girl. And I would pray this, and then I would maybe even rationalize this. And this maybe even in high school, and heck, even in college, probably I prayed that prayer. Um, because I felt like I knew best, right? Like I felt like that was ideal for me. However... That's me kind of stepping over the bounds of maybe what God had intended or what God wants for me. If I'm praying a prayer selfishly saying, this is what I want, God, give this to me. Maybe God's saying, but you know what? That may not be the plans that I have for you. And what we have to realize is that God is our father and he's our creator. So he wants what's best for us, and he wants what we may not even realize is our best because our minds do not fathom that. I have a passage for you that, that talks about this. It's actually in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 9. I'm going to give you, again, two different versions because I just love the different, uh, the different wording of those. The first one is the message, and it says, I don't think the way you think. The, uh, the way you work isn't the way that I work, God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Pretty good. Now, what about it? Here's another version. This is the common English version. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my plans than your plans. So if we look at the context of God, he knows all, right? And he definitely knows what's best for us and he knows the future. He knows how things pan out. So if we are trusting him and it says that his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his plans are beyond our plans, right? They're greater. They're higher than our plans. You know, they're beyond us. And we've got to realize that our minds are not comprehending everything fully like God's mind is. God understands everything. He understands us. He understands our future. He understands what's going to be best for us. And like I've talked about in previous episodes, he doesn't care so much about our happiness as much he does about our holiness, right? He wants more uh, for our character than he does our comfort. So sometimes what we're praying may be for comfort. It may be for, uh, for, for happiness. And perhaps God is like, no, no, no. I've got something better that's, that's going to last longer than that because that's all temporary that you're praying now. And as much as you think you want that girl or that item or, or that job, you don't understand that in a short period of time, that's not going to make you happy or that's not going to fulfill you or you're going to realize that there's a greater uh, path that God will have you go down if you'll just wait 
Maybe it's a different girl. Maybe it's the same one. Maybe it's just not the right timing. Or maybe it's a different job or career or school or hobby or sport. Whatever, we have to trust that those quote-unquote unanswered prayers are perhaps God delaying because the timing is not right. Um, so he just hasn't answered them yet. Or maybe he's answering them. He's just not giving you the answer that you want. And I can't help but think, you know, I think about these uh, middle school girls and high school girls, and even college, like I said, you know, praying for these specific relationships that, oh my gosh, God, this is the perfect girl. I just, would you please, you know, allow this to work out or, or you know, oh, <laughs> it reminds me of this song by Garth Brooks. Uh, and perhaps you've heard of it. It's, it's kind of an old classic, Some of God's Greatest Gifts. I'm going to read you the, the lyrics or the chorus anyways. Like, this is genius, man. This is brilliant songwriting. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. By the way, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sing to you. I'm going to, I'm going to spare you my, my singing voice. So here it goes. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care because some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Boom! Right? That... What a genius lines, right? Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. You may not be in the, in the time of your life where you can reflect on that and be like, oh, God, thank you for, for not answering that prayer. But believe me, the point that I am, I, there are, I could do probably a couple of pages and notebooks of unanswered prayers that I am super grateful that they didn't get answered, that they were quote unquote unanswered. They were answered, just not the way I was wanting at that time. Because in my finite mind, right, my little human pea brain and imagination of how things would work out or pan out, that's not what God had intended. And I'm so thankful that he didn't answer those prayers the way I'd prayed then. And that's kind of scary. Like I think about, again, pages of prayers that I prayed that now I look back and I'm like, thank you, God, that you did not answer that. But in the time, I was like, please, God, like I want this so bad. And I was genuine and I really wanted those prayers answered that way. But as time passed, I realized that would not have been the best prayer. That would not have been the best blessing or the gift or route that God had for me. And this goes not just to girls, but it was... Um, jobs, career paths, maybe where we live, maybe even friends, um, things that I thought I wanted, even just possession-wise. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, so many things, guys, that I, that I could share with you with. It just had that happen. It kind of makes me cringe when I think about what my life would look like, you know, today versus what it looks like now. And and here's the even more of a mind blower. Like, did I actually get some of those prayers that I prayed and God just answered those because I was earnest in praying that, but yet there was a better prayer there was a, or there was a better blessing that he had for me. But because I was so adamant, he gave me that prayer. He answered that prayer the way I wanted. And perhaps I missed out on other opportunities or other blessings because I was adamant about that one. That's one of those mind blowers, right? So here's my encouragement to you. 
young people, be careful what you're praying for, right? There's a saying like, be careful what you want, be careful what you ask for, because you may actually get it. Yeah, well, that's kind of the same with with prayer. Like, be careful what you're asking God for, because you may actually get it. And and I know you've probably rationalized and you think, oh, for sure, this is what I want. But guys, it may not be what's best. I'm telling you, the situation that you're in, and you may think, oh, I got to get out of this situation, or this other situation will be better. It may be worse. It may be better in the beginning, but then it may get worse. Um, yeah, I think about also uh, game shows, right? I mean, I like game shows. Don't really watch them as much, so I'm not sure what the, the latest, greatest game shows are. But I know there was all these the game shows where you had the choice, and you could pick what you currently had, or you could trade that for something else. And it was always a mystery item, right? Like, it's always like, what's behind door number three, right? You have door number one that you can see. Do you take it or do you risk it for door number three? Because door number three could be bigger, better, greater, more money, nicer car, whatever. Or do you do the safe bet? Do you take what you already have? All right, there's also the deal, no deal, right? The suitcases and the money. So you're always trading up money, and at some point they offer you the deal. Do you take the deal? This is guaranteed money. Or do you keep going because you're curious what's in the mystery suitcases, right? You're like, oh, I don't know, man. The big money may be in, uh, in suitcase 25. That may be the one. That may be the mystery. Do you trade it? Are you, are you willing to risk it? You have guaranteed money, or do you risk it for something else? There's always that mystery item, the mystery box, mystery suitcase, mystery door versus what's current. And I think about this, about these unanswered prayers, okay? Like we sometimes, we pray a prayer because we see it. Again, I think about, you know, middle school, high school. We see that right then and there. We don't see the future, okay? We can't see, you know, five years down the road. So we get nervous. We think, oh, this may be as good as it gets, right? Like, I may not find somebody else better. Or, you know, this is the job that I've been dreaming of, and I think this will be great. And so you kind of go down that route. But you're not sure what the future holds, so you get scared, so you start praying for those, those things that you can see. But here's the good news. Here's the great news, actually. It doesn't matter so much what's the mystery item is. It doesn't matter what's behind door number three. It doesn't matter what's in box number one. It doesn't matter what's in suitcase 25 because God knows. God already knows those things. So if we trust him, guess what he's going to pick? He's going to pick the best. Maybe it's the, the offer that we currently have, or maybe it's that mystery item. But to him, it isn't a mystery. It's just a mystery to us because again, remember our minds, our thoughts, our plans, our ways are not his. His are a lot higher. He's infinite, right? He is omnipresent. He knows everything. He's always been in existence. He is our Heavenly Father. If we trust Him, He's going to provide what's best for us. But we have to trust Him. And so it's this trade-off, right? (laughs) I think the reoccurring theme in a lot of my podcasts is trust God more, right? Don't rely so much on your own, but trust God in your decision-making. And that's part of the process. But here's the, here's the great kicker in all this, man. Like, if we continue to do this, it will relieve so much anxiety and stress and worry. Because, look, I know that stuff happens when you're 
middle, high school, college, you're thinking about your future, you're thinking about your career, and oh my goodness, and all this stuff, and, and it can get overwhelming. It can. Stop worrying about it. Keep working. Keep progressing. But don't worry so much and trust God. And so here's the prayer that you need to pray. This is what I've learned to do with my prayers. Okay, so instead of saying, God, give me this, or I really want this, then I always pray like Jesus prayed, where he says, you know, Father, let this cup pass, but not my will be done, but your will be done. All right, so now we're asking God for his will, for his plan, for his purpose for our life, not our own. Because I've learned that if I want what's best for me, and I go about my own plans, I'll never, ever achieve what God had in store. I'll never reach the level that he had for me or the blessings that he had for me if I try to do it on my own. I'll crash and burn. So if I pray, God, maybe it's I want this or I'm pursuing this, God, grant this, but only if it's according to your will. God, only if it's your best for me, right? Because I want... I want what's best for me that you've, you know, when you created me, God, you had a purpose, you had a plan, you have a mission for me. So what is the best for me to accomplish that? If it's this, then grant that. If it's something else, you know, then close that door or, you know, give me the no on that and and I'll wait for something better or I'll wait for the next opportunity or, you know, that's the way we need to learn to pray. So young people, learn to pray according to God's will. Learn to pray according to God's best for your life. So not so much the selfish prayer, right? So don't be praying, God, oh, please give me this or grant me that, because he may, and it may not be what you what you thought it was going to be. He may have had even better blessing, right? The, the mystery door, the suitcase 25, right? So what is it, God, that you would have me to do in this situation? God, what is it that you want me to pursue, or how should I answer this, or how should I um, you know, handle this situation according to your plan for my life, God. What is your best for me? Guys, that is a huge piece of advice that I wish I had known uh, when I was younger. And like I said, even as an adult, I mean, there's plenty of times where, where I lack that. And I still struggle. It's not like, you know, I've, I've now mastered it. You know, there's still those selfish prayers that sometimes I think, oh, I really want this, God, or, or you, know, pr- you know, bless me with this or, or do this or do that. And I've got to pull the reins back a little bit and say, whoa, hold up, hold up. According to your plan, God, your timing, what's, what's best for you and your, your master plan for me and my life or my family's life, now that I have a family, because now it's not just me. When I was younger, obviously you're praying that for you, but now it's like, okay, but what's best for maybe my family or for my kids or for, you know, our whole, our whole family situation? So that's my encouragement. That's my advice to you, young people. Learn to start doing that. The the sooner that you implement that and that becomes part of your routine, the better off you'll be, the more peace of mind you'll have, the more blessings you'll receive in life, the less worry, the less stress, the less anxiety, because I know the world's full of that stuff anyways, and it's already consuming probably you already. So, you know, worry less, stress less. Don't, don't be, you know, worrying about your future so much. Pursue it, work hard towards it. But once you're praying, pray according to God's plan and trust that it's going to happen. You know, trust his timing is best. 
All right, guys, as always, I love you. Uh, would love to hear from you. You know, my email is in the show notes, so shoot me an email. Let me know if you're getting value from these podcasts or maybe it's a topic that you have or you have questions or concerns or comments or whatever. Again, would love to hear from you. And uh, as always, guys, share this with somebody if you benefited from it and you think someone else can benefit. I love you, and I'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear.